This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. It's important to invest for a purpose, a student debt-free future, comfortable home ownership, and options in retirement are all investing goals many parents can get behind. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do three things. First, I'll be sharing the three investment accounts that will help you build generational wealth for your kids. Second, we're back with our Coast Fire segment. This quarter, we're going to be featuring Anders Skagerberg from Utah. Anders and his wife, Paige, hit this milestone in their late 20s. 20s, and now they have a lot more lifestyle options because of it. And last but not least, my son Calvin's going to be joining me for another good word with all the not so great news out there. You know, Calvin and I are going to share some good news. All right, let's jump into today's show. Many parents are looking for ways to give their kids a bright future. While money can't necessarily buy happiness for our kids, investing early and often for generational wealth can pave a more comfortable path forward. And kids, they have an advantage over adults when it comes to investing. They have a lot more time to achieve their goals. With decades or even a half century to invest, compound interest can truly become the eighth wonder of the world for our children. Investing for generational wealth can allow our little ones to eventually avoid the burden of student debt, buy a home with confidence, or even afford the luxury of part-time work if they decide to become parents. Even though there are many benefits of investing for generational wealth, I seriously do not believe that all parents can or should do it. As parents, if we're strapped with high interest debt, we lack the funds to cover an emergency, or we don't have a plan for our own retirement, investing for kids should not be a part of our plan just yet. By ensuring our financial future looks bright first, we'll be better prepared to support our children as they grow. If we're feeling confident and secure in our financial situation, investing early can be a smart move. Here are three generational wealth investment options for parents like you all to consider. Number one, 529 college savings account. Yes, you've heard us talk about this before on the show. The cost of college continues to rise year over year with the annual average sitting at $35,551 per student. This cost has more than doubled over the last 20 years and has grown at an average pace of 7.1% per year. Without investing, it'll be difficult to help our children avoid the financial and emotional stresses of student debt. 
That's where the 529 college savings account comes in. The 529 plan allows parents to invest for their children's future college needs. These tax advantage plans allow parents to invest with after-tax dollars and have their money grow tax-free. By enrolling in a 529 plan early, contributing consistently, and investing for the long term, parents can improve their chances at a student debt-free future for their kids. I know that's what we're at least striving for as parents. We've been investing for Zoe's student debt-free future since she was born and Calvin as well. Combined, they have around $70,000 set aside for their future college needs. Now with time, compound interest, and some recurring contributions that we'll continue to do, we hope to get to around $100,000 per kid by the time they attend college. This still may not be enough with the rising cost of college, but it'll be a lot. And then they can help us with some scholarships as well as maybe working in high school and working in college. That way we can do this whole student debt-free college thing as a family. Number two, custodial brokerage account. According to the St. Louis Fed, owning a home historically outpaces overall inflation over time and therefore becomes an excellent way to build and sustain wealth in this country that we live in. You've probably heard about the families that bought their home 30 years ago for $150,000 and now it's worth $550,000. Can you imagine where it'll be when our kids want to buy a home in another 30 years. That's why it's important to invest early and often to support the realities of a home down payment for our kids. Depending on your situation, a custodial brokerage account or a UTMA may be a good place to build up your child's future home down payment. Money invested into a UTMA can be used for any purpose and is usually taxed at the child's rate instead of the parent's rate, which can be financially advantageous in many cases. When it comes to college, it's important to note that when the FAFSA, which is the free application for student aid, when that's filled out, the UTMA, the kid's brokerage account, the custodial brokerage account, that's listed as a student asset. Now, as opposed to a parent asset being weighted at 5.64% of the expected family contribution, which is the number used to assess eligibility for federal student aid, student assets are weighted at 20%. So what does this all mean? This means that students will be expected to draw 20% of that UTMA for their college needs. So this is something to consider. For us... We're doing both the 529 and the UTMA, 529 for college and UTMA for homeownership. With college creeping up sooner than later in our household, we've got a lot more funds in the 529 accounts at this time. Number three, custodial Roth IRA. If we're able to invest for our child's future retirement 50 or 60 years away, this may allow them to relax more during their early years of parenthood and marriage. With no student debt, a home, and little to no need to invest more for retirement, your children can focus on more of what matters most in life. And this can come at a crucial time as well. According to divorce.com, many divorces occur during that seven-year itch time frame when the weight of work 
parenting and a marriage can feel the heaviest. As parents, if we can help our children to eliminate one huge worry in their lives, that could have a major effect on our overall family trees. In a position of financial confidence and strength, your kids may be able to work part-time as they welcome their own children into the world. Or if they decide not to have children, freeing up the space and time for a new business venture or to travel the world, whatever they want to do. A tax-efficient way to invest for your child's future retirement is through a custodial Roth IRA. This investment account allows you to invest with after-tax money and your money grows tax-free. A half century or more of investing and compound interest could help your child build up the seven-figure nest egg they need in the future to retire comfortably. Now, you can only contribute to a custodial Roth IRA, like a regular Roth IRA, with earned income. This means your child must earn money from working. The money you, as the parent, earned from working does not count for a custodial Roth IRA. This offers an opportunity to speak to your children about the importance of hard work and how they are truly in control of their wealthy future and not mom and dad. Now, in the end, when it comes to generational wealth, it's important to invest for a purpose, a student debt-free future, comfortable home ownership, and options in retirement are all investing goals many parents can get behind. By starting early, creating smart investing habits, and teaching our children how to build wealth for themselves, our kids will gain the confidence and skills needed to strengthen their family tree for generations to come. Well, enough from me, everybody. I want to hear from you. What do you think about these three generational wealth investment options? How are you pursuing generational wealth and happiness for your kids? Please let me know by sharing this episode on social media and tagging me at Marriage Kids and Money on Instagram or Facebook or at Andy Hill MKM on LinkedIn or Twitter. Let's keep this conversation going, everybody. Oh, and if you're interested in a step-by-step course to help you build generational wealth and happiness for your child, check out my new course called Make My Kid a Millionaire. You can learn more about that at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash course. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash course. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs 
Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Investing for retirement takes time, patience, and consistency. Eventually, you'll reach a point where you don't really need to contribute any more money to hit your retirement goals, and that's what we call Coast Fire. On our Coast Fire segment today, we're going to interview Anders Skagerberg from Utah. Anders and his wife, Paige, hit this Coast Fire milestone recently in their late 20s. Today, we're going to learn how they accomplished this family financial goal and how how this affects their family journey going forward. Welcome to the show, Anders. Andy, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. Thank you for doing this and sharing your journey. I think when we open up and share the details of the numbers, I think it really helps people. So thank you for doing that. Let's start with the Coast Fire Five. These are quick answers that talk about where you are now with regard to this Coast Fire journey. So let's start with number one. How much do you have invested for retirement? Yeah, so right now we have right around $322,000 invested for retirement. It's all a bit of a moving target, but as of right now, that's where we're at. That's incredible. And how old are you now and how old is your spouse? Yeah, so I'm 31 years old and my wife is 30 and we've got a two and a half year old daughter and then a baby boy that's actually due this April as well. Wow. Okay. You guys are busy. I love it. <laughs> Very cool. All right. And then based on your Coast Fire calculations, how much will you have in retirement if you don't contribute anything else going forward? Yeah. So at this point, if we never saved another dime, we'd have right around $1.7 million by the time we reach 65, assuming a pretty conservative 5% real rate of return. So that's after adjusting for inflation. But I like to look at it too and say if returns are 1% better than we anticipate, we'll actually have closer to $2.3 million by the time we're 65. So it's, you know, odds are it'll be somewhere between those two, those two numbers. I like that. And I like how you use the 5% and the 6%. Sometimes I do the 7% and that might feel a little aggressive. I love that 
people can take these calculations and then just do what fits best for their situation. Obviously, we can't predict the future and say what's going to happen in the future. But man, the trends of inflation lately uh, (laughs) are making that 5 or 6% seem a little bit more realistic. So with those numbers, how much income will this potentially provide you in retirement? Yeah. So in terms of retirement income, you know, using that 4% safe withdrawal rate, if we end up with 1.7 million, that'll be close to $68,000 per year in retirement income from our portfolio. But again, if returns are, you know, maybe they're 1% better than we anticipate, that'd be closer to $92,000 per year in retirement income. So it, it'll be somewhere again, probably between those two figures. Yeah. I like how you're doing this range too, because the fixed numbers sometimes get people irked being like, well, it's not specifically that, but this range I think can help provide some people some, some understanding of what it might be. So the last question here on the Coast Fire 5, how much income do you currently use to live comfortably today based on this, what you might have in the future? Yeah. So, so for our household, we typically spend it's it's somewhere between four to five thousand dollars per month so annually it's about forty eight to sixty thousand dollars per year you'll notice with me everything is a range and our spending is no different it falls somewhere between you know four to five thousand dollars per month okay so based on what we're seeing here with this projection you guys are coast fire and then some really based on where you are. Of course, you guys are a young family. Things might change in the future as your family gets older and expenses might grow. But the way you, I think, look at your numbers, I think you guys are pretty solid at this point for Coast Fire. So now that we know your situation and your numbers, talk to us about when you started with investing and then what got you motivated originally. Yeah, so so I really started, I would say... In my early 20s, I can't quite say teens because I was still thinking about it at that point, but in my early 20s, what really got me motivated is frankly, I was working in a job that I just didn't love and I really wanted to get away from it. I was working as an electrician at the time and the work was really good, the pay was great, but I just didn't love it. You know, there was no part of me that that woke up and said, oh man, I'm so excited to get to work. It was more, you know, I'm going through the motions. I'm going to collect my paycheck at the end of the week and just come back next week and kind of rinse and repeat. So I was really motivated by this, kind of this desire to just get out of the situation that I was in. And then the other aspect that I think really motivated me to start investing at a young age was I I watched my parents get hit pretty hard by the global financial crisis in 2008, 2009. I was a senior in high school at the time. And I just remember kind of, you know, I didn't fully understand what was happening, but I watched my dad lose his job. I watched my parents lose their house. They lost cars. Everything from a financial perspective in our lives changed. And that was a pretty formative experience for me where I took a step back and I said, I want to be financially bulletproof. And that carried through into my early 20s and really motivated me to start saving and investing at, you know, a pretty fairly a young age, frankly. So quick plug for my wife here. She actually started much, much younger. So she's the other half to this Coast Fire equation in our family. And I really have to give her dad credit. He was the one that used to take her to the bank to help her get an investment account set up at like eight or nine years old. And and her parents used to talk her through how to 
invest part of the birthday and Christmas money she would get and then spend part of it as well. But it wasn't just like they were talking about it. They were actually setting up a custodial account to start investing this money for my wife at a very young age. She talks about going to appointments as a young kid and and how bored she would be sitting there at the bank. (laughs) But looking back, how grateful she is to have parents that kind of talked her through, hey, this is how you invest and and this is normal to invest and grow your wealth and save part of your your income. So, you know, she she started much younger than I did and that put her in a very financially healthy position because she had so many years of contributions and growth and opportunity for that money to really compound. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I mean, the combination of starting early and then combining forces as a couple to make this Coast Fire dream possible is fantastic. Can you get specific for us with the type of accounts that you guys are investing in that help you to hit this Coast Fire number so people know not necessarily what you're investing in, but like the type of accounts, the investment vehicles? Yeah. So at this point, I was actually just calculating it before this interview, but roughly 45% of our investable assets are in a taxable brokerage account. So for any of you money nerds out there, you already know, but for everybody else, this is, it's not a tax advantaged retirement account that has any sort of withdrawal restrictions or anything like that. It also doesn't benefit from tax-free growth along the way. And there's no tax advantages when you make contributions or take out deductions. But there's there's a lot of flexibility in these account types. There's no penalties if you withdraw money before age 59 and a half. So a good chunk of our money is invested in a taxable brokerage account. And then we have roughly 35% in kind of like pre-tax traditional retirement accounts. That would be like your typical 401ks, traditional IRAs, stuff like that. And then kind of the remaining 20% is all in Roth accounts. So those are your after-tax accounts that grow tax-free and distribute tax-free during retirement. So we've got a decent mix. And really part of my goal, and this is really where I put my financial planning hat on, is when we reach financial independence, I would love to have a third in taxable, a third in pre-tax, and a third in Roth, because that gives you a lot of options to create this very tax-efficient retirement income stream during retirement. So that's that's the goal. We're obviously not there yet, but we'll continue to work towards that with our future contributions. Yeah, I love that. I love that diversification across different taxed accounts, whether it's, you know, because depending on what happens in the future, like there might be a point in time where you're saying, well, I'm glad that I had this taxed already, or I'm glad now based on our income that I haven't had this taxed yet. It all depends on your situation and where you're going. And, you know, a lot of these conversations between doing this as a couple probably come from some time spent communicating. Do you guys meet to talk? How do you guys get together to to make sure you're on this journey together and then stay together? Yeah. So that's that's a great point. And I think you're 100% spot on. Like Communication with your spouse when it comes to money and really when it comes to anything, but, but specifically talking about money, communication is so important. We've gotten to the point over the years where we don't, we don't have like a standing meeting every week or anything like that. But there was a point in time where Every Sunday, we would sit down and even if it was just, you know, a 10 or 15 minute conversation, we would talk about our finances and what we're thinking about. And we've kind of gotten to a point now where 
we've really, at least we feel we've got the kinks really worked out and we know the plan that we have and we're kind of on that trajectory now. But I mean, in the beginning, it was, it was once a week and we were religious about it. So I think that's very important. You know, if you're, if you're trying to figure out if, if you and your spouse aren't on the same page with money or you just want to, you know, talk about it a little bit more, just go ahead and set up time. Like actually put it on the calendar, put it on each other's calendar so you both know every week at this time we'll be talking about money in some capacity. And it doesn't always have to be a huge conversation, but at least touching base and hearing what each other are thinking about or going through or, or yeah, your thoughts about money. So. You guys have hit this goal together, this Coast Fire goal, and it almost seems like it's a reflection point for you to say, okay, do we double down and keep investing a good chunk of our income into more investment accounts, or do we pull back a little bit and enjoy more life today? Or as you talked about, is it a range of those things? What are you guys thinking now that you've hit this goal, this milestone, and just kind of reflecting on where you are? What is your path forward? How are things different maybe for you with Coast Fire behind you now? Yeah, so that's a great question and kind of the way I like to think about it. I heard somebody describe coasting to financial independence like you're driving down the freeway and you see this coast fire exit as you're passing it and you have the opportunity if you want, you can downshift and just hop off the exit. So we actually decided to do that two and a half years ago when we reached coast fire. We we took a look at our situation and we said, okay, we don't have to take this exit, but we have the opportunity to. And what could this look like in our lives? And ultimately, we decided based on the things we want and the lifestyle we want to live right now, it would be smart to just go ahead and take this exit. And if it doesn't work out for any reason, who cares? We just loop back around and hop back on the freeway and that's okay. No harm, no foul. But at the time, I was working in a pretty stressful, high-paying but intense job. And I was earning a lot of money. It was the most money I'd ever made. And we were saving close to 50% of our income. So when we downshifted, I left that job and traded it in for a combination of freelance work and seasonal employment and took a pretty substantial pay cut in the process. But for us, that was fine. We have a pretty modest lifestyle. We don't have huge living expenses. So instead of continuing to save 50%, we just downshifted work and then covered our living expenses while coasting. So for that first year, we really didn't save anything. We were, we were truly coasting to financial independence. But over time, I've gotten better and better at my work and I've earned more and more money. And we're getting back to that point where, okay, we're still covering our living expenses and I'm working the amount that fits our lifestyle but we still have a little bit of excess. So we're starting to contribute that money into our Roth IRAs as well year after year. So we really did lean in. When we, when we found out about Coast Fire, we decided, hey, let's see what it would look like in our life and let's lean into this fully. You chose the lifestyle that fit best for you and your wife and your family. And then now you're building back up and you're finding, wow, I can have both. I can have the lifestyle that I want as well as a growing income. Maybe it's not exactly where it used to be, but hey, there's an opportunity for it to get there in the future, right? So this is incredible, Anders. This is a really inspiring story. There's somebody listening right now and they want to hit Coast Fire too and have that ability to kind of adjust their lifestyle or sort of check that box of financial relaxation. 
What is one step they could take to get themselves to Coast Fire? Maybe they are not in the hundreds of thousands of dollars of savings right now, but they see, okay, with discipline and time, I can get there. What's one step that they can take following this interview? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think probably the best place to start is just go ahead and calculate your Coast Fire number. Like, Get an idea of what it would actually take so you can see where you are in relation to that goal. And I think, you know, there's two Coast Fire calculators that I really like. One is on WalletBurst.com. And there's just a little button right at the top of the screen that says Coast Fire Calculator. That's a great one. It's very easy to use, very clean, very nice, great looking calculator. I would start there. And then I would also go to thefioneers.com. They have a Coast Fire Calculator that you can download. I would honestly run your Coast Fire number on both because there's going to be different, you know, little adjustments calculator to calculator, but that'll give you a good idea. And again, back to that range, that'll give you a range of, of where you would need to be if you wanted to start coasting. And then more than anything, that just shows you, okay, here's where I need to be. Here's where I am now. And then you can start to draw a map to get you from point A to point B. And I, I think that's really the, the best place to start for anybody that's, you know, coast curious or interested in coasting to financial independence. Coast curious. That's such a great <laughs> word. Very cool. Well, Anders, we appreciate you being on the show today. I understand you've got some great content that you're sharing with people as well. Tell people where they can connect with you and learn more. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that wants to follow my work, probably the best place to do that is coastfiguy.com. You can find, that's where I publish all my blog posts. My, my podcast is published there as well. And I also have some, some free resources for anybody that again is, is coast curious. I've got an ebook about coasting to financial independence that you can download for free. That's where everything that I put out lands at coastfiguy.com. Or if you'd like to listen to podcasts, go ahead and, and search for the Coast FI podcast and you'll find my work there as well. Excellent. Anders, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Andy. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I would like to ask you to do a quick favor for our family. Yes, please share your favorite Marriage, Kids, and Money episode on social media and tag your friend Andy at Marriage, Kids, and Money on Instagram and Facebook or at Andy Hill MKM on LinkedIn or Twitter. To encourage you to share your favorite episode, we are giving away free Marriage, Kids, and Money merchandise. That's right. Carpe diem sweatshirts, hoodies. I like the hoodie. The MKM mugs, they're pretty cool. Be the Change t-shirts, all sorts of good stuff. And speaking of promoting positive work and all the great stuff that's happening here with Marriage, Kids, and Money and sharing good news in general, we are highlighting some top news stories that are good news. I found this news story from today.com recently, and it's entitled, Teen with Size 23 Feet Lived with Constant Pain. Then Shaq stepped in. And to help me read this article and share the good word once again, I am happy to be joined by my son, Calvin Hill. Calvin Hill, what's up? I'm sitting. You're sitting? So you're you're down, right? You're not up, you're down. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, buddy. 
I mean, what's up is the ceiling. That's right. The ceiling is up and you're down, right? Yeah. Well, let's jump into this story because I think you're going to like it, man, okay? Last month, Today.com shared a story about a 14-year-old boy named Eric Kilburn Jr., who's actually from Michigan, Calvin, who suffered from excruciating pain because he couldn't find shoes to fit his size 23 feet. And just for, for reference, Calvin, daddy's feet are size 11. So his size is 23. And then you can read the yellow here. I got you, big man. Shaquille O'Neal wrote on today's show Instagram after the story was published. And he meant it. Days later, Eric Jr. scored five pairs of sneakers from Reebok that were originally made for O'Neal. Then he received a special phone call from the basketball legend himself. I was flabbergasted. Eric Jr., who stands 6 feet 10 inches, told a reporter at Hometown Life, My soul left my body for a moment. I was so shocked. During their conversation, O'Neill, who was 51, revealed that when he was growing up, his mom, like Eric Jr.'s mother, struggled to find him footwear. O'Neill also offered to connect the high school freshman in Michigan with a designer who makes dress shoes for up to size 26. The next day, Eric Jr. received a text from Shaq. There's much more coming, big man. Love you. The message read in part. Eric Jr.'s play has touched the hearts of people across the country. Reebok, Under Armour, and Puma are creating custom shoes and cleats for Eric Jr. While GoFundMe has raised more than $24,000. According to the fundraising page, the Kilburns plan to use the money towards future footwear and specialized sports equipment for Eric Jr., who plays football. He'd also like to try basketball. Yeah, I'm sure he would. We're so blown away by the support from not only our community, but the, am I dreaming, nation, maybe even global, Rebecca wrote in a Facebook post on March 31st. The icing on the cake for my boys was Shaquille O'Neal reaching out and showing them so much love. So genuinely kind and not looking for the spotlight. Just wanting to reach out and connect with Eric Jr. While speaking with Today.com in March, Rebecca shared that Eric suffers from painful calluses, blisters, and ingrown toenails caused by ill-fitting shoes. He also sprained his ankle playing football because he didn't have cleats. According to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, the average American male shoe size is 10 and a half. I have spent hours crying, feeling like I've failed my child because I'm not able to find what he needs, Rebecca said. At one point, she offered to buy him $1,500 custom orthotics despite the fact that his feet are still growing and it would have stretched the family's budget. I hit so many dead ends with people laughing and I called out to ask about shoes, Rebecca said. It was a very lonely feeling, and now we're overflowing with support, generosity, and kindness. 
Awesome. Well, that's a fun story. I know you're into basketball right now and tall people and shoes. So I, I found one for you. So Calvin, Eric is six feet, 10 inches tall, right? That's as tall as LeBron. That's as tall as LeBron. How tall do you, so he's only 14 years old right now. How tall do you think he's going to be when he's 18 years old? Seven foot Wow, that would be incredible. Yeah, I don't know how tall Shaquille O'Neal is. I think he's over seven feet tall because he used to play basketball. And that's why he felt for him and wanted to help him out because he had such big shoes when he was a kid. Now, do you think that it might be difficult for Eric being so tall like he is? Yeah, because he has to get the right size of pants, Mm -hmm. shoes, socks and shirts yeah do you think being taller than everybody else might make you feel different in school yeah yeah do you think that would be tough for you if you were taller than everybody at school and they maybe didn't include you in certain things it might be hard for him to make friends Mm -hmm. So he might just play with himself or something. That might make him feel lonely, right? So do you think he felt less lonely when a big man like Shaquille O'Neal reached out to him that kind of looked like him and said, I've got your back, buddy? Do you think that made him feel good? Yeah. 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 It's nice to help people when we can, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you got some new shoes recently. What do you think of your shoes? They're awesome. They're awesome. What'd you get? They're Jordans. They're Jordans, yeah. So do you take care? Tell tell people what you do to take care of your shoes. I clean them every day. Yeah, how do you clean them? Uh, with towels and stuff. Towels and stuff and brushes and water. Yeah, well, it's nice to take care of your stuff. So do you think Shaquille O'Neal is a cool guy for sending those shoes to Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks for reading the story with me, Calvin. I want to have you help me with the shout out of the month. And we got three shout outs since our last show together. And they're social shout outs. People tagging a a show that they liked from Marriage, Kids, and Money, putting it on social media and sharing our good word. So if you could ask our Google Home a number between one and three, that would be great. Hey, Google. Pick a number between one and three. Two. All right. Our second shout out on social media comes from the Budget Blonde on Instagram. Thank you very much, Budget Blonde. She shared an episode called Should I Buy a House Right Now? That featured our super smart friend, Megan Rabuse, who jumps on the show every few months with me. And she said this. Fun to see family, finance, mom and marriage, kids and money talking about if the math makes sense for you to buy a house right now. Yes. Excellent. Thank you, Budget Blonde. That was a fun episode. I love having Megan on the show. She is so smart and I learn something new from her every time she comes on. So thanks for the shout out. I'm going to DM you on Instagram with my thanks, our thanks, that being said for me and Calvin. And I'm going to offer you one piece of merchandise from the Marriage, Kids, and Money store. Yay! I I hope you enjoy it and wear it or drink from it or whatever you want to do with your piece of merchandise. You can drink from the shirt. You could could drink from the shirt. That would be pretty funny. (laughs) Put a bunch of coffee in your shirt and then see if you can drink from it. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you want a drink from a coffee shirt, make sure you tag us on social media with your favorite episode tag of Marriage us. Kids of Money at Marriage Kids of Money on Instagram and Facebook or at Andy Hill MKM on LinkedIn or Twitter. And you'll have a chance for Calvin to read your awesome shout out and then maybe get yourself a coffee shirt. <laughs> and also maybe one cent. And one, one, sure, maybe I'll send you a cent as well if you work, if you do that. If you want to check out our store, either way, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash store and you can check out all the stuff we have in there and uh, support this family podcast. Thank you, Calvin. Thank you for doing this again and reading the good word with me. I think it's important for people to hear good news and you are the one sharing it. So thank you so much, son. Yay. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, my son Calvin is going to end the show with a quote today from Letty Cotton Pagrabin. If the family were a boat, it would be a canoe that makes no progress unless everyone paddles. I love it, man. Well, here's to everyone pitching in for a bright future of generational wealth and happiness. Carpe diem!